Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for November 16th, 2018. I'm teaching a series entitled Standing on a Word from God, and we've been studying the life of David. We studied the life of Abraham first. We're studying the life of David now. This is part 54 of the overall series and part 26 of the life of David. I'm calling this, the title of today's message comes in the form of a question. The question for you this morning is, can you handle success? Can you, as a child of God, handle godly success? This comes from 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 52 to 57. We, we dealt with the, the battle, right? Now I'm dealing with what happened afterwards, after David killed the giant. So by this point, we know that the Israeli army was somewhat, you know, paralyzed by fear for those 40 days. And we know that David, once he killed the giant, they kind of broke out of that stupor. And, and you know, they went and they wanted to fight at that point, right? So the Israeli army stood up, you know, they rushed the Philistine army and they were ready for battle. And they chased the Philistines as far as Gath to the gates of Ekron, the Bible says. And there were bodies of the dead and of the wounded strewn for miles. There were, there were bodies laid out from Philistine bodies for miles. And the Israelite army then returned uh, to the Philistine camp, and then they took everything that was there, right? So they, they plundered everything from the camp, and they brought back the spoils of war. David, while this was going on, after he killed the giant, he took the giant's armor off of him, off of the corpse, and he kept the, the, the armor as a, as a trophy of war. And then, just like something straight out of the movies, this is why you got to read the Bible. The Bible, the Bible is better than, than movies a lot of times. So, so after he takes the armor, he's like, man, I'm keeping this for myself. Uh, and he already had cut the giant's head off. He takes the giant's head and says, I'm going to bring this back to the king. He takes the head. And he's like, I'm going to carry it to the king and present it to the king as a trophy. Now, while all of this was going on, the king was asking the commander of his army, the general, Abner, General Abner, who obviously wasn't in charge that day because he didn't do anything. But he said, hey, Abner, he said, yes, sir. He said, whose son is this young man? Now, I thought that that was a strange question at first because, you know, Saul already knew who David was. David was his heart player. David was his armor bearer. How could he not know who he was? But the Bible never tells us that Saul had asked David about his family to that point. So he knew who he was. He was in the palace. He did things for him. But he never asked him, hey, who's your daddy? You know, where are you from? None of that stuff. Um, you know, it, it just never occurred to him to ask. But this day, after David was elevated, after, after David took on the weight of the, of the entire nation upon his shoulders and killed the giant, now the king was asking, hey, who is this boy's daddy? He wanted to know his lineage. He wanted to know who he was dealing with. And so the, the general says, listen, uh, sir, I really don't know. And so the king says to the general, well, find out who he is. So when David returned uh, and he's walking up and General Abner's there and he has this head still dangling from his fingers, right? Um, the king says to him, hey, tell me about your father, young man. And David replied, I love this. He said, my father's name is Jesse and we live in Bethlehem. He says, my father's name is Jesse. And we live in Bethlehem. So what does this mean to you today? What does this mean? Why, why, how, how am I connecting that, that statement to 
handling success the right way. Can you handle success? Can you handle success with grace? I'm going to deal with that on this morning, on this Friday morning, so we can head up, uh, close out the week strong and head into the weekend strong. I have three things to share with you on this Friday morning. Open up your heart now to hear and to learn and to receive from the word of God. Three things. You ready? Here we go. Three. Number one, private victories precede public ones or public victories. So you want to be a success in public? Well, you have to learn how to be a success in private. Yes, this was a great deal. The national spotlight was on David. Everybody soon was going to know who he was. The, the, the king was asking, hey, who's your daddy? Where are you from? He was, yeah, everybody soon is about to find out, right? You know why? Because I just killed the giant. I just saved the whole nation. So everybody was about, this was a public victory. This, this was a national stage, but it didn't come until, until David had some private victories first. So David had to kill a lion with his bare hands. When nobody was watching. David had to kill a bear in private with his bare hands when nobody was watching, without any fanfare, without any audience, without any social media, without any Instagram, without anyone taking any pictures, without any of that. When no one was watching, David learned how to be a success. He learned how to be a success in private so God could trust him with success in public. So while you're winning your battles in private right now, while you're watching this video, you may be thinking, Lord, you know, when is my day coming? I mean, my God, I mean, you've called me to do all these great things. How come it hasn't happened yet? When is it coming? I want to, you know, I want to be who you call me to be. When is this going to, when are you going to open that door a favor for me? When is the promotion coming? When is the spotlight coming? When is it? all of this? You may be questioning all of those things while you're, while you're questioning God on that. My message to you this morning is, is keep winning in private. If you keep winning your private battles, then your public success is going to come. You, you have to make it a habit to win when nobody is watching. You have to make it a habit to win in private. You have to make it a habit to where um, if somebody gives you, like, you know, you're at the cash register and somebody gives you too much money back, you have to make it a habit to give that money back. That's not your money. You know, you have to, don't call it a blessing. <laughs> you know, you, you have to do what's right because it's right and then do it right. Make it a habit to do the small things, even when you're all by yourself, when no one else is watching. If you make it a habit to win in private by yourself, when no one is watching but God, then God will make, he will set you up for someday to make you a success when everyone is watching. He will shine his spotlight on you, but he just won't do it until the right time. You have to become the right person and the setting has to be right. David was thrust into the national spotlight, but it was only because he had already learned how to be a success in private. So private victories precede public ones. Number two, you must embrace the grace to handle success the right way. Um, see, handling failure is hard. Handling, if you're somebody like me, I, I can't stand to lose. I can't stand to fail, right? Handling failure is difficult, but watch this. Handling success can actually be even more difficult. Success has a way of chewing you up and spitting you out if you're not ready for it. Just like the Father will not allow you to face a challenge that you're ready for, He's not going to allow you to face a success that you're, that you're not ready for either. Listen, you have to know how to handle success. If you are experiencing something that you got to embrace the grace to experience it, no matter if it's good or bad, at the end of the day, you need 
the grace of God. Accept the victory. Accept the success. But do so with grace. Remain humble. No matter how big it is, if you remain humble, the success is not going to destroy you. And then number three, I'm going back to the statement that David made. Number three is never forget where you came from. Never do that. Now, I'm proud to say that I'm a Dominican kid from Brooklyn. I'm proud to say that my mother came to this country in 1970 and I was born in 1972 and I grew up in East New York, Brooklyn. No matter where I go, no matter, you know, it doesn't matter. God has graced me and called me. We can go to the nations. My wife and I can, can preach the gospel all over the world and I'm never going to be ashamed of who I am. I'm never going to be ashamed of where I came from. I'm never going to be ashamed of my bloodline, my family lineage. I honor my mother and I will honor her for the rest of my days. David knew he had just won a great victory. He knew his life was about to change forever. But when they asked him about his dad, this is what he said, and I love it. He said, my dad's name is Jesse and we live in Bethlehem. He knew that he would probably never go back to Bethlehem after this. He was going to, remember, it was promised that whoever won was going to be able to marry the king's daughter, right? So, I mean, he was, that's it. I mean, his life was going to change forever. He was about to move into the palace. He was about to be living in the national spotlight. Everything was about to change. But I love it. He said, my dad's name is Jesse, and we live in Bethlehem. He didn't say my dad's name is Jesse, and he lives in Bethlehem. Like, you know, that's my dad. You know, that's it. That's not me anymore because I'm the man now. No, he said, no, my dad's name is Jesse and we live in Bethlehem. David was proud to say where he came from. David was honored to bring glory to his father and to his family name. David brought honor to a man that really didn't even honor him if you read the story, but that's what honor is. When you honor somebody, You treat them the way God expects you to treat them without any regard for what they've done to you and without any regard for their performance. See, David's father didn't necessarily honor him the right way. But when the the time came and when David was standing in front of the king, he honored his father. He honored his father's name. He honored where he came from. And that's amazing. And that's how we're supposed to handle success with humility and with grace. God wants to deal with your future, not necessarily your past. But let me just say this, because I know that a lot of times we put a lot of emphasis on the future, not the past. But God doesn't want you to be embarrassed by your past either. See, your mess is actually part of your message. The pain of your past is actually the fuel that gives you the power for your purpose. So embrace your past. Look forward to the future. And then let me just say this about, you know, the future and the past. Never judge your future by your past. Our God is a God of progression, not regression. He is forward, ever, backward, never. So embrace your past. Never be embarrassed by it. But you don't have to judge your future by it either. One word from God can thrust you into the national spotlight. One word from God can elevate you and put you in a position where everybody is watching. So you got to be ready for it. Embrace the grace to handle success. Last thing I'll say is, if you appreciate your past and you head into your future appreciating your past, you will maintain a level of genuineness and authenticity that is going to attract people to you. People really are attracted to the genuine 
People are attracted to the authentic. So never, ever be embarrassed about who you are or where you came from. That's what's going to keep you grounded. That's what's going to keep you humble. That's what's going to keep you genuine. That's what's going to keep you authentic. And I've learned that the anointing only flows through the authentic. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to repeat after me in faith from a believing heart. Say this. Say, Father, this is a season of expectation for me. I expect to experience your best because you have prepared me for such a time as this. I've had many private successes, and I've even wondered when you were going to elevate me. But I declare that I don't have to wonder anymore. I trust you. I know that you will open the door and bring me before great men and women at just the right time. When that happens, I will handle success with grace. As a matter of fact, I handle everything with grace, good or bad, easy or tough, up or down. I am prepared to handle anything that comes my way. I'm ready to honor you, Father, and to honor my family name. I shall leave a legacy of righteousness for my children and my children's children. As for me and my house, we shall be known as a family who brings glory to your name. We handle both success and challenge with your amazing grace. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, I don't know why. If you're not getting the email, get the email. Go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, and get the email. You're going to get an email from me Monday through Friday every week so that you can get a, a written documentation of today's word so that it could be a blessing to you. If you don't have the podcast, go to the iTunes store, search for Rick Pina, and download the podcast. If you don't have the app, go to any app store on any device, download the app. Listen, I just put this, I, all of this content that we put out, we put it out for free. We just want you to become the men and women that God has called you to be. And if you want to sow into our ministry, you could do that. You can go to ripministries.org. And, and so into our ministries there. I only do this on Friday. I only mention all of these things on Fridays uh, because I, I want to give you an opportunity to be a part of what it is that God is doing in our lives. Lastly, as you head into this day, just remember, handle success with grace. Remain humble. Remain authentic. And God is going to elevate you and make your name great. Do me a favor. Please share this message on your social media before you leave the screen. God bless you.